Show presented by Express Suns Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Electricity here in Columbia. Well, it's been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Williams Bryce Stadium is second to none. And the raid breaks out in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. watch him celebrate now. Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell him, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. Not anymore, Coach Spurrier. The beard is gone. Greetings and good morning and welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and powered by Electric Bites of Charleston. The best brands in the electric bike business are there and people from all over the Palmetto State come to the Low Country to meet Michelle and her team at Electric Bikes of Charleston in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes Charleston dot com up to 28 miles per hour and how does 60 miles on a full charge sound that can almost get you to columbia you stop you spend the night somewhere around i-95 and you go the rest of the way wherever you're coming from if you want to go watch the gamecocks play electric bikes of charleston jc jb and phil here until one o'clock today we're pretty much going to open it up to all of you it's been a while since we've had a show where the large majority of you that comment in the award-winning nana sports chat box can just jump right in and say almost what you want to say and we'll just spend time talking about it we do have the mental edge with sawyer nicks coming up the gamecocks are back on the diamond tonight they'll welcome blake cooper and the citadel bulldogs to town as the dogs look to upset carolina once again they did it last year there was a lot of teams that did it last year from the palmetto state uh, as a matter of fact hopefully not the case this season carolina as we all know is coming off of a series victory over the Clemson Tigers guys there's championship games going on in college hoops Carolina uh the women of course will find out this weekend uh where they will head uh, in the big dance the men will also find out this weekend where they'll head in the big big dance <laughs> crickets crickets Bueller 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 uh, so with that said we'll lead it off with something very cool that we got instantly this morning Congratulations to our maybe our number one fan, Craig Godwin, celebrating 25 years of marriage today. God bless you, my friend. I'm through five. I have no clue how I'll get to 25. All right. You are a good man, and congratulations to your bride as well. Please pass that along to her. A survivor. 
a survivor. If you will. <laughs> what's the ticket? It's the Greg? ultimate game of survivor is marriage. <laughs> Greg, what's the ticket to twenty five years? What is it? Is anybody does anybody patience, know the answer? Probably. Patience. I'd say probably patience and earmuffs. Met the right. Yeah, one. I was gonna say, huh? Huh. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Phil, hey, Phil's coming up on twenty, man. I am. I will be married he, twenty years in June. You he can got tell. Married. You lost all your hair. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil actually got married three weeks before my first wedding, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was June seventh, and mine was the twenty eighth. So uh, it's coming up twenty. A big two zero. The big two zero. So congratulations. So yeah, uh, man. Anyway, by the way, happy birthday. This is a light day for celebrity birthdays. By the way, I had a bunch yesterday. I never talked about it. But uh, Hmm. I'm going to try to do this. Brian Cranston. It's his birthday today. Breaking Breaking Bad. Bad. Uh, Comedian Wanda Sykes. It's her birthday today. Hmm. Uh, And uh, former Major League Slugger Joe Carter. It's his birthday today. He's 62. Joe Carter being 62 makes me feel a bit old. That doesn't make sense, does it? No. So... uh, uh, well, that's <laughs> 62. Wow. I'm like, oh, man. No, that's so think about oh, it. We got, uh, a, we got an answer here. We've got an answer. Drum roll. Craig says, let her win the argument 99% of the time. Swallow your pride. It's not really that important to win an argument. It's pretty good advice. I would I would up you on that. Though. I'd say just, just round it up to 100% and be done with the whole thing. That 1% is going to kick your ass in six ways from Sunday. and you It's totally not it. worth it. It's just it's not. totally not worth it. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, I lose every argument before they even start around my house, so <laughs> I don't even try anymore. No, I, just, I, I may say what the argument Because we're, we're kind of still, we're not like, we're not married yet. So it's like, we're still kind of in the. Might as well be the honeymoon phase. Yeah, I may as well be. It'll happen soon. But, uh, you know, I'm still like, uh, I won't argue, but I'll I'll say, well, I don't agree with that. So, or something like that. (laughs) Respectfully disagree with you. (laughs) I'll say, you know what? I forgot to clean the garage. (laughs) Out the door. Uh, Oh, you're not even going to finish talking to me? What? Huh? I'm sorry. And then I'll just stop arguing. It's, yeah, she, she, we're both talkers. Like she likes to talk and I like to talk and all that, no. but I don't like to talk over talk things. And yeah. I especially don't like it. Like if it's something that happened a day or two ago, <laughs> and th- this is what gets me. It's like, if it happened a day or two ago and then it gets brought back up and women are bad. A lot of women are bad about this. Not, and that's not so much, but like, man, you've forgotten about what you're even arguing about. You remember oh, yeah. that thing? And you're like, yeah. what thing are you talking? I don't know. What, I, when? What? Who? You know, mm-hmm. everything's going along fine. And then something triggers the memory of a couple of days ago. And it's just like, wow. And you find yourself like in Vietnam. Oh, dude. Yeah. If I, if An I, emotional if I, Vietnam, if, if emotional I, if I Vietnam. prove my, and by the way, and I love my bride dearly, but if I prove her wrong in some type of, discussion she alters it to bring something else in so she can still win and at that point in time i know what's going on and i just give up well you're right you got it i forgot to clean the garage i got i gotta, I gotta go outside and get the right. I still got work. Uh, <laughs> you know i you're right you got it or i mean i think y'all anybody that's watching or listening to this show by the way we're not chauvinist pigs we're just having fun but um 
you've probably yeah. all figured out I have a memory, much like JC and Phil, uh, that if, with with Gamecock Athletics. I can pretty much tell you anything that happened, the date, who was at bat, who who carried the football, who caught it, who was the backup punter for the last 20, 30 years. <laughs> I can tell you all that stuff, and I'll sit there and rattle it off. We'll have a couple of drinks, and I'll go, oh, man, you know, I was thinking the other day about that game in 92 when Tony Watkins picked off that pass, and she's like, golly, I can't believe you remember that. And then it's almost like a test. It'll be like the next morning she'll say something, and I'm like, what? She's like, I told you that two days ago. You don't remember that? You can remember what happened 30 years ago in a football game, and you don't remember what I told you two days ago? And I'm like, no. I got to clean the garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got time to go. I got, I got to get an appointment. Damn it. Where? I uh, somewhere. No, no. Give I me somebody. My anybody. wife and my daughter are yeah. home sick yesterday. And I, apparently she told me when she woke up and I was asleep. But then I was like, well, I'm sorry. You're not feeling well. She was like, well, I only told you that, you know, an hour ago. I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm so I was sorry. Asleep. I, I, I was asleep. But no, you don't need to say that anymore. Mind JP, readers. JP, that's how oh, you get 20 Matthew, years. You're, you're right. Like, yeah, sorry, honey. <laughs> yeah. Matthew hit the nail on the head. Mike, I have the best looking grass from March until like November. <laughs> I cut that crap about six days a week. <laughs> As Carrie's like, why? Why? I guess we need to get a mower because we have a huge piece of property in our neighborhood. It's probably the largest piece in our neighborhood. I'm like, oh, no, I'm holding on to the push mower. The longer it takes, the better for all of us. <laughs> four hours later. You know, oh, yeah. And I've been anyway. in the backyard after four hours. That uh, is yeah. the benefit of being down here because, yep, yeah. we've oh, look, it's time to be outside. Oh, I got work to do in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, there and, and see, there, there hadn't been any snow up here for me to yeah, get. Yeah, you're snow screwed, JC. You only have yeah. to uh, like um, one month a year. Yeah, well, I, I do cut our parents, uh, because they, they don't, we, we have people that cut ours, but that was kind of here before I got here, so I haven't changed it, right. Because we got like a like a fenced in back. I mean, it, it wouldn't be. It's not a big yard to cut, but it wouldn't be an easy yard to cut. Her her parents is easy, so I go over there and rock and roll. And her dad just watches me. You know, he stands out there. It's it's not menacing or anything. He just likes to you know he likes to you know help out when he can't bring me a Gatorade here and Gatorade for you. You know, I'm like, oh, thank you, Gatorade. He'll hold the bag, you know, when I dump the, the, the thing. It, it, it's pretty cool. By the way, we hadn't talked to John from the Pacific Northwest in the chat box, I think, in a couple of days. He says, good morning, clowns. Good congratulations to you, Craig. Appreciate you, John. Always, <laughs> John's been here since day one. Uh, we love that guy. He says, the word Joe Carter put me right into PTSD as a Philadelphia mm, Phillies, Phillies fan. fan. Sure. Uh, so that's it right hey, there. You know, uh, interesting. Lance is in the house. Says a great yeah. name for cold lattes. It says he drinks lattes while cutting the grass. Uh, well, shocker! Surprising for some reason. <laughs> shocker. Uh, I quick uh, quick nugget on Joe Carter, my best friend, Mike Cisco. Um, his grandfather was the pitching coach for the Blue Jays uh, when Joe Carter hit that infamous home run, of course, and won the World Series with him. And um, so uh, Mike, as a kid, got to meet Joe Carter and Roberto Alomar and that whole crew and. Then Galen went on to Philly, and he got to meet Scott Rowland and all those guys. I always wonder why he would wow. never take me on a trip to see him in spring training or something. But thanks a lot, Mike. Um, but uh, he said Joe Carter was just the coolest coolest cat out there, man. Those are the old school guys. You know, they were just cool dudes. Yeah, my boy C. Paints 25 years in June. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah. Joe Carter, Alomar, those, you know, Blue Jays teams. I mean, it, 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 Carter started with the Indians, didn't he? 
Uh, I'm sorry. Oh. Pardon me. The Guardians. Well, it was the Indians then. Oh, for God's sake. I'll yeah, never call them the Guardians. Most Guardians. people in Cleveland don't like it either. And here's the crazy no. part about it. They're good. They've got a, one of the best young teams in baseball. Everybody thought it was going to be the White Sox. They whipped the White Sox butt last year yeah. um, in the AL Central. I know most of you don't pick, take, you know, care about the AL Central, but uh, I'm forced to kind of look at it. Uh, but, yeah, so that's good Lance there. John funny. also says that Mayor McCheese clip in the intro is nightmare fuel. If you kind of look at it closely, it is. That's why I put it in there. Yeah. I'll give you guys nightmare. Maybe you can uh, answer this, JB, because I don't, agree. you know, I don't I know enough about Citadel's arms. Are they using a top arm against the Gamecocks? Or Young maybe? guy. Talked to Blake Cooper this morning. Um, he's only, he's probably only going to throw a couple of innings. They're going to, it's going to be mostly a bullpen game tonight for the dogs. So they'll, they'll throw that kid out there. They're going to play it on two. If he's throwing well, they'll keep him around for another inning or so. And, um, and they'll kind of piece it together from there. Cool. And uh, Matthew says this, will the Clemson neutral site game come back to Charleston in the near future? I wouldn't plan Seems on it. Greenville and the other Columbia Stadium have got the corner market on it. I did hear something one time about the North Augusta Stadium yeah, looking right in not for it. And, not enough seats. Um, so. I think the Charleston game, it's it's uh, it it should be here more often. It is from a um from a logistics standpoint, obviously clearly. Uh, more difficult specifically on Clemson. I know none of us care about that. I, I, I get it. Um, there's also a bidding factor in this. And let's just say my intel on that over the last few years is Charleston's been a little light on that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure that they really care a whole lot about having it here. But, um, you know, read the room is what I would say. So Myrtle Beach, the Pelican Stadium will be a spot. I don't know what they got going on in Rockville now. Because you wouldn't put it in Charlotte. I mean, I don't play yeah. close to the South Carolina in another state, but uh, Coach Coach although, Tanner kind of nicked that. He was like, "Hey guys, this we're yeah. Palmetto State teams. We need to play within our borders here." Yeah, no offense. I mean, to when Charlotte, they used to have Knights Castle in Rockville, remember that Knights Castle before they yeah. built the new stadium, the Charlotte. You know, Knights. I, I would like to see. Um, I really would like to see, and I don't know how it could could happen. I know there's been some conversations about the Citadel at some point in time renovating Old College Park downtown and making that their actual stadium um instead of sharing the joe with with the river dogs because i mean i I, you know no offense to the river dogs i don't really care if anybody down there gets pissed at me or not because i don't go watch them play i could care less but um they don't really care that the citadel's in that in that ballpark and it's really a shame because i've got deep respect for the citadel and i think most people do it's a long-standing history of great baseball and wonderful people I mean, right right now, led by Tony Skoll, and before that, Freddie and Chow and all the guys. That are, those are great people uh, who've brought a lot to this state. I mean, guys, y'all remember when the Citadel went to Omaha in 1990? I mean, come on, man. You know, and, and like, it's almost like they don't even exist down there sometimes. I mean, to the point where it's, it's embarrassing the lack of effort that's given in that ballpark by the people that run it. Uh, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, but I, my, my point was... JC, I was going to mention places like Duncan Park, for instance. Like, I'd love to see some type of circuit come back where, you know, mm. a lot of college teams start to kind of run the gamut across South Carolina and play in a lot of these old minor league ballparks. There's one in Sumter that's really neat. I've played in Duncan. Duncan's a cool ballpark. Um, and there's and there's many more that are just out there. You, you barely even know some of them exist. But um, but it'd be neat to kind of bring that back to life uh, because that's that's – 
That's baseball. Duncan Park was awesome back in the day, man. Um, I remember I played there. That's the the youth fields next to Duncan Park. That's where I hit my home runs, my six dingers. Oh, yeah, that's right. The legend <laughs> lives. That's yeah. right. Ding! There we go. Guy threw his own kid in a father-son game. Yeah, West Side Dodgers. <laughs> Man, you the legend, Phil. The fact that you and I even get to do this every day is is the treat of a lifetime. I, I, I won't even. Know. I won't be on the next three days. I'll be up in the mountains with my family, and I I can't believe I'm leaving the legend. Leaving the legend to, that is for seventy two hours, JC. You'll be, be thinking uh, about that the I'm entire time empty. you're gone, JB. Yeah, I will. <laughs> going to be empty. <laughs> that power hitting <laughs> Sherbert. Boy, I'm ahead I, of his time. Well, that dude that uh, the daddy that put his little son, the little fifth grader on the on because his whole own base percentage was five points higher than mine. He's the leadoff guy. He walked. Uh, I hit. I hit sixth. They, they just put him. Yeah. What? What? Um. What is uh, Gamecock Barbecue talking about here? Uh, blank getting dragged again. I don't mention his name because I don't care for the guy. He's all about himself. Um, the guy oh, yeah. in the upstate radio now? guy in the upstate. I have not Mark. paid attention. What did Marcus, what's his name? Attention to that guy. Mm. Ah, he probably said something insulting and dumb. But I, I feel bad if he's married. I feel bad for his bride. There's no way she could love him more than he loves himself. There's no he way. He actually just recently got married. Uh, oh, did he? So yeah, congrats. Yeah, his last Mr. name Ryan. is not really. Everybody that no. It, it, Everybody at that station has a different last name than what they yeah. say on the radio. Trust me. Mm. <laughs> I know that firsthand, Phil, right? Yes. I didn't change my true. name. Oh, you, I didn't no, you, you did not change your name. I didn't change my name, but uh, my uh, girlfriend said, at the time bring it. definitely <laughs> did. So you were the original Ryan. You were J.C. Ryan. This is J.C. Ryan reporting. I was, uh, I was the co-host of, the, of that show in that spot for. I know. That was almost a year. I, didn't, I mean, dude, they were paying me $50 a show, though. And I was like, at some point, like, and you have to drive from downtown over. That's 45 minutes, even though it's like six miles. Uh, you have to prep. And I'm like, I'm not making that much money here. I don't know. I don't have a calculator handy, but seems like I'm <laughs> not making a lot of money here. I kind of agree with Clint Greenville's the best site for the neutral site game. Uh, I like Daniel, it. I mean, I'm a little biased, but I like it. <laughs> I think Florida. Uh, I I uh, like it in Columbia. <laughs> it's two home games for well, Carolina. I mean, basically, it's just a bit. Yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of Clemson fans like in Lexington County that come over and stuff. I mean, it, you know, split the tickets. Uh, Charles says uh, he mentioned, I mentioned Park Avenue. Is there a key 2024 recruit you think Park Avenue will help us with? Dylan Stewart, the five star D end, um, and yeah. I think those guys like Cam Pringle and guys like that. Uh, it's going to be a good thing. Uh, Ryan you, says, if you can make one change to the football program, we'll get to that. I, 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 break. Yeah, I want to I want to interrupt real quick, JC, because I want to tee you up in a little in a little while. You, you, he, uh, for those that have not, maybe for some reason, and if you haven't, shame on every one of you. Uh, been to the Big Spur yet today? JC's got a a really detailed update with some really fun stuff uh, about Carolina Rise uh, current mm-hmm. and and in the future. So I would yes. suggest while you're watching or listening to us, go ahead and read it if you haven't. Again, if you haven't, shame on you. Look yourself in the mirror, figure out your life. Um, you get a chance a member, to meet me coming up. 
in Columbia yeah. or Charleston. How about that? If you're not a member, become a member. But check that out, and then it, we will get to that and let G- JC kind of uh, fill in all the gaps and answer a lot of your questions. If you've read it and you have questions, go ahead and fill us in the Nanosports chat box. And, and JC, Phil, and I will just sit back and have a cold latte with Lance, and y'all can talk Absolutely. with JC about it. Hey, uh, and Rodney, uh, other than the kid from Citadel that uh, Jamie – but what's his name reported on on the uh, on Jamie Shaw on Twitter yesterday? Haven't heard very much in basketball recruiting, but uh, I know that once the season ends, they're hitting the ground running. So that's that. There, oh, yeah. I wanted to go back and kind of answer some of those questions because we always miss them. So, sure. um, anyway, all right. Well, we will hit a timeout because uh, Sawyer Nix is coming up next. Before we get there, a reminder that it is Tuesday, and Tuesday is teed up by Traveling Country Club. Dot com your new country club experience is here they finally let me in a club guys i've been trying to get into sons of anarchy for years and when jacks went missing because we don't know that what actually happened happened apparently nobody ever called me back but these guys did traveling country club is awesome over 40 courses in two states upstate of south carolina midlands of south carolina Low Country, Charleston, Myrtle Beach. They've got courses coming in the Hilton Head area. Waynesville, Charlotte, you name it. They've got them. And it is a very, very, very low price and an even lower rate to play all of these courses. If you head to TravelingCountryClub.com and make yourself a member today, that uh, picture in the background, if you're watching there, is from Waynesville, North Carolina. And I look forward to playing that course a little bit later on uh, this week. TravelingCountryClub.com, teeing up inside the Gamecocks, the show. Time for a timeout. Sawyer Nicks when we return. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters, and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. 
Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is former All-American shortstop Drew Meyer, and you're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Gamecocks. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call, 803-446-4662. Wow, I struggled with that one this morning. See how they can uh, talk about turning your backyard into an outdoor retreat. And, of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Cowell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call, 864 414 5271. She'll be happy to help you with all your upstate residential real estate needs. And on the McKellar Enterprises guest line, as he is almost every Tuesday, is Sawyer Nix for our weekly Mental Edge. Sawyer, good morning. Good to see you today. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to see all of y'all. Yes, sir. Did you get to participate in any of the upstate fun that happened over the weekend? I did not. I actually, so you know, last week we talked about the work-life balance and uh, one of my hobbies is I am a South Carolina certified barbecue association judge. So I go around doing uh, what? How, how do you get that? Gig? Yeah, <laughs> things that I get yes. to, move up, to move up in the ranks, you have to cook with a team. So I did my first ever cook with a team over Friday night and the Saturday morning. So awesome. a nap here and a nap there, but um, you know, Got to spend uh, some time with great Carolina fans. There's a guy in the Midlands named Gary Taylor. Uh, The barbecue team was called All Smoked Up. So got to spend some time with them cooking barbecue for a contest. So that was that was uh, exciting. Now, we did have the games on on the radio. I say on the radio, on our phone playing while we were cooking barbecue and uh, seasoning ribs and doing all that fun stuff. So. I was not there in person, but they're there in spirit and listening. So forgive me. Um, and I, I don't, I hope you don't take offense to this, but I, I, I really don't want to talk to you anymore about anything that has to do with mental anything. Um, let's just talk just barbecue, barbecue every week. We just want to talk barbecue. Year, <laughs> that. Uh, because that's, that's my, that's my hobby and my passion. I've got a sweet pit boss that now has the Wi-Fi, and, so and and if anyone's ever eaten at Sweatman's Barbecue in in Utahville, I can't tell you how I can do this, but I have their original sauce. So, uh, are you now? Here's the thing: Are you a mustard guy or a vinegar guy? 
I, I don't really have, honestly, I don't have a favorite competition. Barbecue is, is typically your red sauce because it's a little sweet, a little spicy, has to shine. You're trying to get judges for that one bite. So, but other than that, I, I tell people good barbecue is good barbecue. It doesn't matter. That a good barbecue, whether it's the sauce, whether it's mustard, vinegar, it's good. You know, it, it, good is good. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's not, I mean, I can grab a bottle of, crap sauce off the shelf in any grocery store it doesn't matter what flavor it is it's just bad but if you've had good barbecue it's good barbecue yeah i, I disagree because i'm just not a ketchup barbecue guy i can't do it huh. i i you know i i just i i look at these yankees they go well, we're from north carolina when you're yankees to me uh you know i i it's 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 mustard based man i mean i there's good vinegar based it what's interesting to your point i was just picking with you to your point um, and again, not to get too far off track here, but every everywhere has something really, really good. Like I, the Low Country, our neck of the woods, yep. has the best mustard-based barbecue I think you could possibly find in the country. Clearly, you go to Texas, and you're going to get unbelievable brisket and things like. That. I mean, there, there's something everywhere that's just spectacular. You just got to know where to get it. I thought like Kansas, Kansas, Kansas City was a little overrated barbecue. You did what? Kansas City was overrated to me. I had it one time. I didn't. wasn't. I, and rib ribs in St. Louis were just okay. So screw the state of Missouri and their barbecue guys. Go ahead. <laughs> Show me my bud. What? Show me some good barbecue and quit bragging about it. Did you say right? show me my butt? <laughs> yeah. No, not my butt. But, you know, no, right, your butt. Smoked <laughs> butt. No, um, it's got to be his bull. Show me some good barbecue. Quit bragging about it. So, you know, somebody mentioned the Palmetto Pig. You're going to make me cry. Oh, man. I love that place with all yeah. my heart. Oh, I man. like vinegar-based barbecue, though. I'm sorry. I do, too. It's going to offend South Carolina because it's North Carolina. Don't like the but, sweet. Uh, I do like love vinegar. the mustard, too. Mm-hmm. The mustard, yeah, I, I've got I've got a bottle of mustard based here, Carolina Gold. But uh, anyway, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with vinegar based barbecue. I can talk good. about barbecue all day. But so, some people can screw up vinegar barbecue in a hurry. <laughs> like you'll only taste the vinegar, you know? Oh like, yeah, yeah. It's, you got to do yeah. it right. There was a yeah. contest where one of our criteria is aroma, and I opened up the box and was vinegar barbecue, and I took a whiff and immediately choked. And I was like, score down, you know, ah. it was like, you know. so yeah, yeah. It doesn't taste bad, but yeah, the idea of uh, it just anyway, but great topic. <laughs> South Carolina is the birthplace of barbecue. So there you go. There you go. No doubt. Uh, All right, cool. Sawyer, we appreciate you coming by, man. We'll, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no. Bring samples uh, next week. Yeah. Next, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next week you're going to be in the studio with me. Uh, down here in in the low country. So uh, we do have um, a uh, a uh, a Lance is killing it today. I love this guy. I can't wait to meet him. Uh, Lance says when he wants to take the mental edge off, he just drinks lattes. How would you respond to that? <laughs> oh, uh, we all have our um, I guess vices. So uh, you know, I guess be careful for what those are. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Yeah. yeah. Well, how many? In moderation, that, that means a sliding scale. Well, but, no. 
Yeah, it just depends on what's going on. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. Like, are we talking holiday? Are we talking <laughs> week or happy hour? What time of the day? Do we have to deal with our in-laws uh, involved? Yeah. Our... Who else is there? Lance is going to be the host of the Carolina Rise uh, meetups in both Charleston and in Columbia. Uh, yeah, we're, 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 he's going to be the, 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 right next to the bar. But anyway. I had some so, notes today. I was like, uh, go ahead. Nope, um, nope, go ahead. Baseball. In baseball, I think uh, the mental approach to games is important. What did you see out of the team? I know you didn't watch it, but you, you paid attention. You know, down 7-3. Uh, and it's been a tough few years for a lot of these guys, you know. And, and I think mm-hmm. some previous teams would have just said, nah, well, we're down 7-3. That's about it. Let's just uh, get ready for Sunday. Right. Coming back like that. That seemed to be, at least mentally, the approach that some previously really good Gamecock baseball teams have had, uh, and it's paid off obviously in the past. Uh, I felt like, you know, and then the fact that not only did Carson Hornick break out of a slump and hit a key home run, then Messina hits one to Greer uh, and, and puts him up 11-7. So they obviously weren't just sitting on their laurels going, oh, guess what? We've arrived, guys, because one time we were up, you know, one run on Clemson, you know, they, they kept pouring it on. So. I, uh, you know, talk about that, that, that resilience and the, the emotions on the field. When you, when you go through a big swing like that with eight unanswered runs uh, against your rivals. Well, I think a big part of it is belief. And I think the coaches have, uh, I think my yesterday talked about the work in the, in the fall and off season and getting the players to a place where they can trust in their skill set. You know, they're playing it. University of South Carolina, they're playing on the baseball team for a reason. They're not playing at uh, Bethune-Cookman or at Tri-County Tech or, you know, whatever smaller school. They're they're at Carolina for a reason. They have some skill set that others don't. And so it's trying to enhance that and enhance their belief that they have. And all of the players at some point or another in their career have overcome a game where they were uh, behind. And, and won a game. Now, it could have been JV ball, high school ball, travel ball. You know, the stakes weren't as high, but they've been in those situations before. So sometimes it's, all right, yeah, the, the, the lights are a little brighter, the crowd's a little louder, but part of it is trying to get them to understand you've been in a situation before where you had success. So let's build on that. Let's trust that. Different situation, but similar circumstances. You've been behind in a ball game. Continue to plug away. Continue to fight and trust. And after this game or this series, I would encourage players, all right, make those deposits now because there's going to be some SEC games coming up. And it maybe, heck, maybe even Upstate, maybe JC's team uh, gives them a run. So I think part of it is making deposits when you have success so that when you get to that point, you can pull that clip out. You can bring that memory out. Yeah, I remember the last time we were here, you know, I kept fighting, kept believing, stuck to my skill set, my approach at the plate, you know, uh, fielding, all those good things, uh, whether it's pitching, whatever it is, and build off of that. Yeah, you know, I'm with you there. Yeah. I, y'all mentioned um, – you went right down the road that that I was going to go down with with Carson Horning uh, because this kid is um, if he's not the best hitter on the team, 
he's he's one of the probably the two best hitters on the team uh and he's a uh he's a blue collar kid and but in in this sport there i i'm a firm believer in this uh it's gonna sound funny but there there are what they call the baseball gods and the baseball gods will find you good or bad and one of the things that's been missed in this whole ordeal, you know, Horning hits this three-run homer on Saturday, right? Right, guys? Mm-hmm. Where was he? Where was he in the lineup? Was he like sixth or seventh? Seventh. He was. Right? He was yeah. hitting eight in the lineup. Eight. Yeah. Anytime, right anytime he had been in the lineup all season long, he'd been in the leadoff role, and mm-hmm. and had had he not been bumped to that eight spot to kind of try to get him going. He would have never had an opportunity to come up there and hit a three-run homer to give the Gamecocks the lead. And uh, and with everything that he's kind of been working through, all of a sudden, here, here it comes, his biggest at bat of pretty much of his career, and he hits the freaking ball out of the yard with two strikes on him. I mean, it really is when you stop and think about all this. It, it, it was a magical moment for that kid. And upstairs, Sawyer, I think is, is there's as much impact there's more of an impact mentally for him than anything else in the stat book or anything else. Yeah, absolutely. So are you any opinion on stoicism? Hmm. Extrapolate that a little more. I, I don't know. That philosophy, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys, especially these days, uh, follow it. Uh, you know, the teachings of Marcus Aurelius and things like that. And so, in other words, uh, it's sort of a, a philosophy to where, you know, you understand bad things are going to happen in life and you just don't right. let it affect you and you move forward. So uh, I didn't know being a mental health professional, if you had an opinion on it, good or bad, indifferent, um, you know, what? because a lot of our a lot of our folks out there in Gamecock land, I know, you know, just because I know them, uh, like, you know, they kind of follow it and try to apply it to their lives. Uh, so I wanted to see what you thought. Yeah, I, I mean, my, my approach is generally we can't go through life pretending that bad things are not going to happen. Uh, but on the other flip side, you don't want to live every day anticipating those bad things happening. Um, so it's how, how do you find, I don't want to call it the middle ground, but we'll just, we'll just call it that. How do you work through things? And oftentimes when I'm working with clients, it's how do we get through these challenging situations? We can't get around um, situations sometimes and in the American way is let's use technology. Let's get it. I don't want to experience anything. Let's get it over as quick as possible. It's like, all right, well, are we learning any lessons for the next time I get in the same jam? Um, if it's learning to communicate, if it's learning to resolve conflict, if it's dealing with work, if it's dealing with health, if it's dealing with family, you know, are, are we learning anything in those experiences so that we grow for the next time? Um, and I think sometimes we get, we're like, oh, I want to get through this. I want to get over this as quick as possible. That's normal, uh, response that we often have, but for clients, I'm often trying to help them get to a place where they're kind of balancing the middle where they are often going through tough times and, and challenges and how, how can we continue to just battle, uh, stay true to what we know is best for us and taking care of ourselves and having work-life balance and all, all those things that we've kind of talked about on, on the show before. Uh, so I think it's, it's continuing to fight and be resilient in, in tough, in tough places. And you do have to have a fighting attitude and, and you have to have 
the will to be resilient during challenges and, and not shut down. Uh, but I think sometimes that can swing too far the other way as well. So. What's your opinion on uh, masculinity these days uh, in, in, in the world? Seems I do have a theory that there are those that attempt to influence things that aren't a fan of masculinity. You hear the term toxic masculinity thrown around, and I think that's very much overused. Uh, I do think it exists, but it's more of an extreme than a mainstream type of uh, uh, appearance. I think it's actually confused younger men. Your opinion, your opinion on that? What does it mean to be masculine as a as a fellow man? So, I mean, I think it's thinking about what are what are our role models. You know, I think sometimes we we look at, I guess, the World War II generation. And those were those were manly men, and then we come to find out that sometimes it's like, all right, they totally um, ignored any sort of emotional um, things. Um, They're stoics. You know, I, they found stoicism. Yeah, I, I had a client um, yesterday come in uh, for session, and part of what they were sharing was, I've tried to be a manly man and take care of things, and um, things are really, really bad. And my wife and my kids tried to get me some help and I ignored it and said, I can fix it. I can do it. And here it is 15, 20 years down the road and the mess continues to compound. And so I end up in my office and, you know, so I think it's, you know, we create these um, models of, you know, what is a man? And I think it's, it's difficult to identify. Is it the guy that can, you know, change his own oil? Well, if, if so, I don't do that. So, you know, am, am I not a manly man? Um, you know, what, what's our definition? So I think that's, you know, are we looking to culture, current culture? Are we looking to media? Um, who, who is God, our no. example of that? And it, no, it's, but I, I think younger, younger men are, they're much more influenced by social media than we are. We, we are influenced by social media. But not and, and, and social media is a hundred percent feminine energy. You know, there's two. There's feminine and masculine energy. It's a hundred percent feminine energy. Of course, drinking a beer is feminine energy, and some people confuse that and you know with masculine energy. So it's it's just one of those things. Yeah, that's interesting. I just wanted to get your take on that. I've been curious, and you know, uh, I think uh, I think that's that's a good answer. So, Strong it's, men. It's, it's a broad, dry. broad topic. Um, it, it, it is, yeah, but it's it's applicable though because I think, yeah. you know, it's it's not being able to change your oil or change a tire or, or, or build a shed or a deck, you know, right. or anything like that. I I respect the hell out of men that can do that and anybody that can do that, men and women. Uh, but I think it's also staying true to your core. I, th- I think what masculinity is is staying true to your core values through the storms of life because I, mean, I don't think i don't think women I, 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 I think women can stay true to their core values that's not what i'm saying i'm saying women emotionally feminine energy right because there's some guys that have massive amounts of feminine energy and that's fine too uh but it's 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 more like the storm like this like a like the sea uh in a storm or calm, one minute calm, one minute stormy. Uh, it, it's wild and beautiful, right? We all love it. Uh, but I think masculine energy is more like you're you're a battleship, you know, steady right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the key to it, you know. I mean, and I think it has much more to do. 
well, I say core values, like your core being and uh, your, uh, your presence in, in the, um, in life, in this yep. thing we call life, my presence. In other words, uh, I think that has a lot more to do with it than building the deck or whatever, man. I, I mean, I, I could be my, uh, my theater professor in, um, in college, you know, has a husband and raises dogs and does theater. I mean, not exactly a guy that you would go, Hey, mass, but, but full of masculine energy. It taught me a lot about those, that core presence, you know, about being masculine. And I, and I think a lot of people these days have just completely uh, poisoned that term masculinity and really don't understand what the hell it is so, and, and all that. And, you know, I, I think that's applicable to any audience these days, yeah. just basically based, based on the bullshit they get from the media. Right. I think it's the, I guess the phrase, you know, talk softly and carry a big stick. I mean, I think it's in our actions and how we treat people and, and what we do. Um, I think all of us here, we have families, how we lead our families, how we take care of our families, you know, how do we um, show respect to others and, and how we lead. And I think that's, that's a difference. You know, there's female leaders that I think uniquely um, as men, we're tasked with being a leader. Uh, I mean, I, I fully believe that. And I think that's a whole you know, just another dynamic. And, um, you know, uh, there's been debates over the years about, you know, who, who are good, who are good leaders and, and not good leaders and who are great examples of, of men and masculinity. And certainly my, my Christian faith goes back to Christ and, you know, Oh, he had long hair and was kind and held lambs. I'm like, he also flipped tables and, uh, you know, address the Pharisees. And, and so certainly there's, you know, everybody again, for, for every leader that we can think of, there's varying opinions, but I think it's all about how we demonstrate uh, leadership and, and what we do with that. All right. So your great segment, man. Enjoyed the mental edge this week and uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Are you judging any barbecue this weekend? No, the next one is actually in Spartanburg is the next contest I'm going to yeah. I'm signed up for. So. Nice. The bird, my hometown. All, right. All right, buddy. We appreciate All you right. so Thank much. You. Thank you now. Have a, have a good See one. See ya. All right. Mm -hmm. That's the, the mental edge with Sawyer Nicks. And uh, yeah, you know, Stacy and Ryan. Uh, Ryan talks about the book, The Man Inside by Tobias Funk and all that. But uh, anyway, took that one a different direction, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, that and a pair of testicles. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there we go. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's hit a break. We'll be back. We're going to switch gears back to sports oh. <laughs> right here on Inside the Game Guys the Show. I'll be ready. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, easy. He's got a tiger by the tail, he has. He better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. 
We're well into the new year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks. Nation. Do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers. Then the soul. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John and his staff down there to talk about bringing some more sunshine into your life. And, of course, the first hour brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271. And we finally got around to talking about something of substance, you know, with Sawyer. If, today. if Lance is still around, Lance, I'm going to send a private message with my home address. If you don't mind bringing me any lattes that are left in your cooler so I can get through the last hour of this show. Yeah, be very much appreciated. <laughs> I miss Ryan's joke, too. It's for Arrested Development. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I love this. I love the middle edge, but we've talked about resilience the last three weeks. Because yeah. it's baseball, and you have to be resilient, and we know that. And it's tournament time in basketball, and you have to be resilient. So I just jotted down stoicism and masculinity and went for it. I'm sorry. Forgive me. No, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Next week, we'll discuss the, guy, um, he shot his the shot, man. influence on the uh... – <laughs> I, 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 I read up on that stuff, man, because, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I, when I was – Phil's known me for a long time. I mean, I hadn't always had a good grasp on that stuff. Uh, and it was more ignorance than personality. And, you know, just uh, it's, it's not easy being a guy these days. I'm not whining, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> well, but, you know, if you don't have a grasp on that, like the fundamentals of, of doing that, you, you can you can run into some problems in life that, that aren't even really of your own doing. It's just uh, sort of how you react to things and stuff. So, anyway, John, I wanted to bring up think and, about it. Well, let's see hey, what old Sawyer He's he's hey Lance now I'm John don't try to slip the, slip in the back door and steal my lattes from Lance I know those are my <laughs> lattes back up those are my lattes I won't be here the next three days drink all Lance lattes a Wednesday through Friday a couple quick nuggets on the barbecue front raise your hand if you've been to uh, the Mason Jar in New York City anybody else 
Have either uh, one of you no, been in the Macy's no, Bar? Many, many times, but never been, never been the there. Gamecock, the Gamecock-owned bar in New York City. Um, we were there when Carrie and I got engaged in 2016. Awesome place. Shout out to those. If you're ever in New York City, you've got to go to the Mason Jar. It is chock full of Gamecock stuff. If you wear Carolina stuff, they will come out and acknowledge you. I actually, the owner, for whatever reason, knew who I was when I was working at ESPN at the time and uh, really took care of us. They have great barbecue. They have great ah, it's Southern barbecue nice. in New York City because that's who these guys are. It's great barbecue. And my last barbecue, um, this is generally a summer conversation in sports media, but we're going to have it today, and we'll have it again in the summer because you all forget about it. Uh, if there are pet peeves in life, this is at the top of the list for me. If you invite me to a barbecue, you better have freaking barbecue. If I show up and you've got hamburgers and hot dogs, I'm going to beat somebody's ass while I'm there. Because yeah, that has happened you. to me before, and it's always the Yankees. That, you want to come over for barbecue? Yeah, I'll have. I'll come over. Hey, where's the barbecue? Oh, the hot dogs are on that one, and <laughs> the hamburgers are over here. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Number one, you have hamburgers, not cheeseburgers. Number two, barbecue's barbecue. <laughs> like, what are you this doing? It's a cookout. <laughs> you, it's called a cookout. It's a cookout. Yeah, yeah, cookout. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all over and grill. Let's get this crap straight. Like, that's enough. I've had enough of that. So if I'm offending anybody, don't take offense to it. Please. I love you. I'm trying to help you. It's a cookout when you're south of the Mason-Dixon line. Above it, do whatever the hell you want to do. Down here, burgers and dogs is a cookout. All right. On to the Listen, next yeah. Well, like, uh, tried, tried to, like, look, Hallelujah. the family. Holy. Hallelujah. Holy. Where's, where's the, the Tylenol? The happy, happiest bunch of. <laughs> Love that movie. Um. So, all right. So, try being part of like a Thai family. Asian people, completely different idea of what a barbecue is. Y'all ever been to Korean barbecue? Yeah, it's a cat. It's not a whisker. It's it's not a cat. (laughs) Not in Chicago. Maybe in Yon Gang. Dog. On John's Island, it is. <laughs> on John's Island, it's yeah. I mean, it's like you know. I mean, it, 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 it or Mongolian barbecue. You know, they just it's not. It's more the act of what you're doing than like the sauce and and all that. I, I tell you what, I'm I'm looking forward to Nana's porch barbecue. Uh, whenever uh, I get a hold of some, yeah. I'm and forward to that, yeah. if you didn't read the Carolina Rise update today, you know, uh, I will say the two events in Charleston and Columbia. There will be barbecue. But not in a sports bar. The the event. I'm not cooking. Don't even ask. Get your get your crock pot out, Jamie. We're gonna have a barbecue. Crock pot. (laughs) What what, you mean a cock pot? Hey, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Phil's wife makes a mean barbecue in a crock pot. Yeah, I know some people that do too. I just I I have to smoke mine on on the smoker. I, I I can't do it any other way. I won't. I've got my thing down, and that's the way it's gonna be here. Yeah, no doubt. But, no, but, but no, I can't, can't wait for that. Uh, and the, if we do the, because uh, it largely depends on kickoff time. Because a noon kickoff, I'm not having a VIP Carolina. What Rise do you What tailgate. do you think about that? I think I think they're going to get a late kick. I really, I think do. it's going to be late. You know, looking at the rest of the schedule, it's like you know, you, who else are they going to put on? It's, it's kind of a a, a week or opening week. I mean, when you consider Clemson at Duke is the Labor Day night game. Yeah, uh, and then LSU Florida State is on Sunday. Uh, and so, 
Yeah, LSU Florida State's probably the headliner, but South Carolina, North Carolina, I mean, both teams in theory mm-hmm. could be ranked in the top 25. You got Spencer Rattler versus Drake May. You got a border battle. Uh, I think for a change, there will be a huge crowd in Charlotte, uh, if it's on, especially if it's on a Saturday at night. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Three a three thirty kickoff is, is a maybe, but uh, could be. You know, I, I could. You know, you started at like ten thirty, and you know. Uh, but anyway, wow. I'm looking some, forward to that. Now, some interesting stuff that week. Texas Tech goes to Wyoming. How about that? Um, Colorado plays TCU. Um, yeah, that. But that, I, that, I think that, that one will be on Fox. It will but, be on uh, Fox. And it'll probably but, you be know, either I, big noon or night kick, right? Well, yeah, Kauai, and, that and, won't and, be a kick. That won't be a big noon kick. And I'll say this about the two events for those of you that are Carolina Rise members. And if you're not, we'd appreciate it if you joined up. The The two in the spring are fundraisers. So tickets are going to be however much, you know, I think around 50 bucks. You're going to have a lot of opportunity to uh, give money to the players that are there and, and buy things and support it. The tailgate in the fall is for the, the it's it's basically a, a thank you for the members. So tickets are not going to be that expensive. Uh, we're going to come out of pocket for a lot of it and just go have a blast right there before the game. Uh, and you'll get to meet me there too. Lance says beer for breakfast that day. Can't wait. Not a surprise, Lance. <laughs> I would surprise. I would encourage people as well. Uh, if you've not, if you're planning to go, because I've watched it. we I am booked. But if you've not booked hotels in Charlotte for the weekend, you might want to go ahead and do that. Just an FYI. Because those rates we're have been going. Whoop, doop, 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 we're doop, staying doop. with my buddy in Fort Mill. But I'm, I may just go ahead and get a backup plan together so I'm not staying with Phil in Greenville. <laughs> just in case. That's a little bit of a haul. There. <laughs> just in case the plans fall through, you know. Greenville it's a lot longer home. after the game than it is before the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not like right around the corner, you know. It's a little bit of all. Yeah. Straight chopper. Uh, it's. I tell you what, we. Uh, it's the end of the hour, so we stay on track here. We'll go ahead and uh, work towards a break. And JC, I do want you, if you don't mind, kind of fill us in on the Carolina Rise update you gave earlier on the Big Spur. And anybody sure. that has questions, if you'll go ahead and start funneling those into the Nanosports chat box. We'll continue that conversation. There are some interesting games, by the way, in opening weekend. And um, for those that don't know who the AQs are just yet in hoops, Mm -hmm. there's no basketball. Uh Uh-oh. It's cranking up. Old Lamont and the boys are about to shock the world. Everybody, hey, congrats to Furman, by the way. I was way. just about to say, Furman. Yeah, we get to finally see broke through. Game. Finally, you're in the tournament. 43 years. 43 years. Hour one right. is in the books inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. We will be right back. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, 
all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter, at Mayor Taylor, and find her online at mckellarenterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. You ain't just a bird, bird, bird. You're top of the coop. Welcome back, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Second hour of the show coming at you here. JB, why don't you tell them, uh, who I need to talk to about this ugly ass room I'm sitting in. Because we're the three best friends. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was just off a never neverland. Yeah. Thank. Thankfully, we have any. If you've got kids, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your walls go from, oh, you got a nice house to, what the hell happened here? Uh, so we have to use a couple of painters because. For whatever reason, our children think that the walls are their playground, even though they're not. And we don't let them do I it. They draw it over the walls. They don't draw. They just like like Riley the other day decided she'd open a drawer, grab a pot, and just bang it into the wall. Why? <laughs> like, why? What was the what? Why? What was it's that why? feminine energy I was talking about? You are foley artist. I was like Riley, <laughs> you, you can't just put the pot back and go sit in timeout. What are you doing? So thankfully. Tristan and his team at a couple of painters are going to be painting our house here pretty soon. And um, they were almost two grand cheaper than the next closest quote we got. And it's funny because they're better than those people too, because now that I've actually seen that other groups work, I am glad I'm not overpaying for that. <laughs> a couple of painters is, uh, is licensed and insured in both South Carolina and Georgia. They just gave away a Gamecock room. They're our friends. If you need anything painted, please pass this along. If you know somebody that needs something painted, it might be your parents, might be your neighbors. Anybody out there, please pass this along. A couple of painters, you can go to lemmepaintsomething.com. You can look them up on Facebook. You can find them. They'll travel anywhere in the Palmetto State and anywhere in the Peach State as well. Lemmepaintsomething.com. A couple of painters, and we're thankful that they paint us garnet and black around here. Every day. So I've got something really cool to pass along to all of you. Uh, this is, and I'm not going to say necessarily um, who who from, 
but this is directly out of the Gamecocks dugout. So to to re- reverse track a little bit, yesterday, I didn't know this. This was pointed out to me on the Big Spurs um, message board. Someone said, Jamie, check out the oot oot thread. And I said, okay. And I went, and and there's a there's some fans who everybody remembers Mr. Bill uh, who wore the Gamecock helmet and had stickers all over. He threw candy to the crowd at the Sarge at Founders Park. We passed away a few years ago. And he, if you knew him, it was always oot, 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 oot from the stands. So people want to try to find a way to revive that. And I think it's just a splendid idea. I really do. Uh, this guy was everything that Carolina Athletics is is meant to be about. He is a, uh, I think he was in the Korean War, if I'm not mistaken. He might have actually fought in two wars for the United States. Um, he's a great veteran. And... So there's all these ideas floating around, and I kind of chimed in yesterday. I actually sent this to somebody at South Carolina in the administration. They thought it was a good idea. And then I just got this uh, this message from somebody in the clubhouse involved with the baseball program. Hey, man, good to see you last weekend. I was listening to the show yesterday and just wanted to let you know that in the dugout, we still use the oot-oot rally cry. We use it a lot after strikeouts and home runs, as in like when the other team strikes out and when the Gamecocks hit a ball out of the yard. We still have his helmet in the equipment room on the top shelf beside some Bryce Harper cleats. Hell yeah, it was a great weekend. Go Cocks. So for those that who have been paying attention to this, if you are a fan of baseball and are going – to the games, I mean, the, the baseball team, if you listen closely, is telling you what they do. So if you're going to be in Founders Park starting tonight and through this weekend with Bethune-Cookman and then as SEC play approaches, just know that in the dugout, the baseball team itself will say oot oot uh, after the opposition strikes out and after – the ball leaves the yard. I didn't know that. I had no idea, but there you go. So, um, so let's do it. G- Gamecock baseball fans, let's do it. And JC, I'll let you uh, pass that news along that you and I both just got via text message. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to have Bradford on to ask intelligent questions. <laughs> yeah, Craig, and I'm sorry about the typing. I really need to mute it, but sometimes it's like I'm getting hit with like a bunch of different stuff. And I have to respond, and I'm sorry. I need to be more mindful of that. I'm going to ask Sawyer Nix about mindfulness next week. And focus by the way, I'll the be off edge. next Tuesday. In case anybody uh, was preparing to hear me, uh, but no, I'm going to play I, golf I, with smoke. I, I, I do. I don't. I don't pick it up on my headset, but I, I know you guys pick it up, and I've, I've gotten some complaints. And I, uh, but the, the person that complained last time is like a big time complainer. So I kind of blew him off. I was like, well. We have thousands of listeners. You have hundreds of options, and you complain all the time. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm sorry about that, Craig. Uh, I, I, seriously, I, I'm just getting hit, hit, hit the things and stuff. But uh, yeah, so I, I, and see, I don't hear because I can't. I'm gonna go grab my tambourine. I'll be right back. I don't hear myself through these headphones. It doesn't. It doesn't come through. So, uh, so my bad on that. I, I apologize. So that, who's the special part- guest on Thursday? Okay, so we, we don't have Bradford to make us look intelligent, but head coach Mark Kingston 
Gamecock head baseball coach, the head man, is going to join us. So, this is guys. Look, baseball matters, and and I know you guys like to talk football a lot too, and so do I. But uh, I, I want to credit Jamie, you know, because that's part of what he's brought to this show. It's really good baseball guest. I mean, well, me and Phil consider it's like, oh, that's a that's a ball and a strike, yeah, you know, or whatever. Right. You know, yeah, and and play the theme from the natural and recite the model hour from Field of Dreams. If you build it, they'll come. <laughs> but uh, Jamie knows the game, and Jamie's got the connection. So uh, think about all the folks we had on the on the opening day, and now you know you kind of look at it. We got we've we've had. Monty Lee, Stuart Lake, and now we're getting Mark Kingston on for the second. So we're going to have a lot of good stuff for those of you that like this baseball program. And uh, I'll do some re- I'll do some research Wednesday night. Try to you'll uh, be fine for to come up with some intelligent questions. Hopefully fun. he wins these two games, and it's not like well, I didn't feel it'll get swept by sweep your in-state rival and then get swept by your other two in-state rivals. <laughs> Right. Got beat up by the branch campus. What if I yeah, wore what's, a yeah, what's it like getting beat by the branch campus? God, yeah, I USC Spartan or USC Upstate Spartans visor and wear it that last day and like talk smack? Wouldn't that be that'd be awesome if somebody did that? I'm not doing it, but but if somebody yeah. did, just like amateur hour, you know, hey coach, how about your game coach? Well, I'm, I'm surprised he's coming back on after Phil called him out for being half blind apparently before the season started. <laughs> No, King, King has excellent eyesight. I was just giving him a hard time because he got backed up that day. But uh, he's a really coach. Coach Coach is a really good guy to talk to, man. He's he's a really smart guy, and he sure does love being the head coach of the Gamecocks. So, and be what good time to have is that? On. I think eleven. Uh, right? well, it'll be eleven a.m. So, uh, do we, I don't know if we have anybody then or not. Well, not now you don't. No, well, Chris, I was yeah. going to say, whoever it is just got bumped. Yeah. <laughs> no I mean, you know, Phillips is always – Chris is our only guy that uh, that we have on like every Thursday, and he's at 1120. So yeah. we'll get Coach in and out and uh, start off with uh, high energy. It's usually what we call high energy Thursday. So we got Kingston and Chris Phillips in the first hour. That'll be, that'll be a pretty good thing. Uh, that way me and Phil don't have to talk as much, you know, with Bradford going and stuff. Well, you see, um, Tiff- Tiffany's shouting out a couple of painters here. They painted uh, Greenville Garnet this weekend for the Gamecocks. No, I'm just kidding, Tiffany, but we do need to always plug these guys when we can. Um, it. Uh, <laughs> by the way, welcome back, Tiffany, uh, because I know that we haven't seen her around for a little while. But um, welcome she lives back. in Anderson, and I know it's tough up there. It's uh, the orange fog, right, Phil? Williamston. Yeah, that's right. Williamston. That's different than Anderson. Well, she, oh, Anderson's she lives, got the population. Oh, Anderson you're not County. Dealing. She's in Anderson yeah, County. Yeah, you're not dealing with that many Clemson people. And yeah. Andrew, you are, but you aren't in Anderson. Anderson's actually got more Carolina grads than Clemson grads. But uh, Williamson, out of the electric city. Pelzer, those areas, boy, that's uh, Pickens <laughs> uh, proper easily. Yeah. Easily's got some Gamecocks here and there. But uh, the closer you get to over there – <laughs> through the country, it, it, it's tough. So, uh, but hey, guess what? The best prospect to ever come out of uh, Palmetto High School in Williamston, South Carolina, went to where? Yeah, the University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. His name would be one Derek Squeaky Watson. Yep, Clemson's anybody, easily Gamecock. Like I don't, 
I need to ask Flint and like some of those guys that I know that like Andy and those guys, Andy Boyd played football in Carolina for 19 years. Um, I need to, I need to ask some of the, like he made the whole six year thing, like popular long before now, like it took COVID for all these other cats. Boyd, I was in college, just loving every minute from like 1992 until about 2007. Um, but, um, I need to ask those guys if they ever really actually called him squeaky. Cause I don't, they never called him. So he's like, Derek Watson is a guy. People called him. I don't know who called him. So I, I don't really, unless a player, Piedmont, like Juice it. Wells, like Juice Wells has juice. They call him that on the broadcast, right? Yeah. Um, I'll call it. I'll call him Juice. But I'm. I'm I, it drives me nuts when people like pick up on these nicknames. Like, like some people call the Carrion Joiner Dak. That's not. Yeah. He's never gone by Dak in his life. He's DK or yeah. to carry on. Yeah, uh, and people just get you know they pick up on something on social media or something, and they they decide to get in the cool crowd and start calling them by their nicknames. That actually just makes me want to puke. Uh, I don't call people out on it because you know you can address people however you want, but I just try not to do it. So I never called him Squeaky. Yeah, I mean, look, it's okay to throw a nickname in there every now and then, right? Especially yeah. if you're writing or something like that, but you know, fourth reference or you know, you reference a back back reference of that. But I, I'm just not. Not into that. Yeah, Clint says Derek was a good basketball player, too. Yeah, he was on the team one year at Carolina, remember? Hit a free throw or two. Yeah, uh, that's right. Derek, I think it was a Fogler, one of Fogler's very – I think the 8-21 and team. Wasn't Derek Watson on that team? Yeah, it was probably – And Brian out. Scott. Was Brian on that team? No. Was he really? No, Brian, no. That would have been a 98-99. So, no, that wasn't Fogler's. It was the 99-2000 team that Watson was on. Well, Brian, Brian was there. He was a soft Brian Scott, team. I think, was on the basketball team one year. There was Maybe like he was. Thing. Yeah, Clint says Brian Maddox being called B-Mad was cringeworthy. Yeah, nobody Speaking called him. Speaking of Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, T.L. Hanna graduate there. Uh, Bruin uh, asked us about Mark Kingston. Does he love being a Gamecock? Because his personality comes off like he's just here to be here. Dry attitude towards oh, no. everything. Maybe that's that him. That's just, that's just him. Yeah. No, but I see a lot of the same thing. He yeah. he he's not. He's a he comes across as a stoic. Just yeah. uh, but a lot of great baseball managers are like that. They're not some of the. They're not all fire and brimstone guys. You know, usually, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, some of them are just like super positive people. Some of them are just kind of real steady people. And some of them are fire and brimstone people, and some of them are one way with the media and another way behind closed doors. And usually, those guys are called winners. Yeah, that'd be one <laughs> name, Ray Tanner. I'm, I'm thinking of one winner in particular. So, yeah, uh, look, I, I mean, man, I've, I've gotten to know Coach Kingston over the last six years. I mean, not like that one guy was trying to pin me down one day and act like we're best friends. We're not, but I mean, I, I would be honest. Absolutely. If I thought it was something different, um, and he, he is, he enjoys putting that uniform on. Uh, it means a lot to him to walk out of the dugout every day and say he's the head coach of the Gamecocks. So yeah, it's a great job. It's a destination baseball job. And you know, he look, man, sometimes, and I'm not predicting this. Okay. In athletics, even though you're at a great program that should never have a losing season, and we all agree about that, you shouldn't be now. 
Sometimes if you give a guy some time, things turn. Sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time you already know by the time you get to year six. Sometimes, you know, it turns. I mean, you know, Frank Beamer is a good example of that at Virginia Tech. Um, so I I don't know. I, I don't know what the future holds for Mark Kingston. I know he's 11-1 and one right now. I know this team more similar to some of the more successful Gamecock baseball teams in the past than the last few years. Um, but, but I'm not counting him out. I'm not saying he's the answer, and I'm not going to sit here and hide and say I did not – think very strongly that a change should have been considered last year because you have to meet the standard in my opinion, but they elected to bring him back. I thought he did a good job in the off season. I thought Monty Lee was a heck of a hire. Uh, Chad Calais did a good job helping them recruit up until the point Monty got there. And so I don't know. It's something about Mark Kingston this year. He just appears to be more relaxed and quite frankly, had my pitching staff been decimated like that last season, were uh, to where I'm losing games to these small schools just because I don't have anybody to put on the mound because I'm trying to you know win win the conference games and uh, and then I got all these guys coming back I'm probably a little bit more relieved myself so you know I don't know I, I think you know the coaching part of it, it seems to be like a nice blend right now and you know I understand it wasn't the prettiest of games Friday night wasn't the prettiest of six, seven innings on Saturday either. And trust yeah, me, that's baseball. I mean, I had some things to say, but it, it, yeah. it was just baseball, you know, and, and, yeah. and you know, you just, you're going to, you're not going to always hit the ball. You're not you going to always pinpoint, do it. This isn't football. Like you can't yeah. pinpoint one game in baseball with one loss and say, well, this is their problem. It's a totally different freaking sport from every other sport out there. Like, you know, people don't – they don't know their ass from their elbows sometimes when they talk about the sport of baseball. You cannot always go back to one loss and say, well, that's it. There, there's the problem. They can't hit. It's – no, you can't do that. It doesn't work. This is not football. And, and Yeah, I'm you know how in tennis you have years. different – you have games like, and then You're sets. going to lose games. Mississippi – Ole Miss lost 25 games last year, won the national championship. Like, you're going to yeah. lose ga- – they're going to lose about 20 more games, guys. It's going to happen. You're going to fall apart every time they do? God, you'd be living miserable. Like, you know, I told you before die. the season started, we're not going to go undefeated. You don't go undefeated yeah, don't in this sport. You know? I don't want I don't want to lose. I don't I I'd be I I, I 20's going to eat at me. Hey, that's going to eat at me cuz that means Carolina's that means your 36 ball. wins. I want them to get to 40 wins this year because more number Kingston hadn't done it since he's been here. And a lot of that largely has been because of the schedule, if you think about it. I mean, there's been some, you know, his first year, that team took 37 games to gel, and they gelled one of the Super Regional. Uh, the next year was lucky to be 500. It was just a depleted team. The next year, COVID happened. You know, that 34-23 and 23 team that lost in the Regional, yes, they lost in the Regional, but the reason they didn't win 40 games is because they played Texas – and then it just so happened that season, uh, the Gamecocks drew the three best teams by far from the Western Division uh, on their schedule. And so that, that, that wasn't conducive. And then last year happened. So I want to see them win 40 games. So hopefully well, – I mean, uh, But it doesn't mean that they won't, though. I mean, like you think about just Coach Tanner, not even Coach Reigns and Bobby Richardson. I mean, you think about – the 2001 team that was a game shy of going to Omaha, they were 49 and 20 that year. They lost 20 games, and they were a game shy of going to 
to Omaha. You think about the 03 team that went to the World Series. They lost 22 games uh, in 2003. In 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, every one of those teams lost 20 or more games, and every one of them was in the postseason, and they all won 40 or more games. Uh, The 2012 team that went to the College World Series finals lost 20 games that year. Like, Yep. Losing 20 games in college baseball is nothing. I mean, it is it happens. It happens especially when you're in the best league in the country. I mean, and it doesn't mean that it's good that that you're bad. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go to a regional. Like I've heard people say not you, not either one of you, but I've heard people say, well, if they don't get to the final game of a super regional, they need to fire the head coach. At what point in time do we stop talking about firing people all the time? And start like actually looking at things. I'm gonna tell you right now: if you get to the final game of a super regional, you're not firing your head coach. Like that's just dumb. I mean, you know, you can't put baseball is not a label sport. You can't just label success based on what you think it is in your mind. There are so many things that come into play. Like last year, um, people, I had somebody say, "Well, I just all you ever do is make excuses." I said, "Really?" Excuses. Uh, they yeah, lost I've seven. Of, they lost seven of their eight top arms last year. You think that's a freaking excuse? I've that's never a, heard you make a single it, excuse. You know, if it is an excuse, that's a damn good excuse to have. Those I are mean, facts. You know, like in defense in 2018, when Carolina couldn't stop a nosebleed, they lost half their starting lineup. It's just fact. Like it is what it is. So, like, you know, you you can't. I'm not talking about you. I'm saying people in general. Like, they categorize based on what they think. Well, if they lose 20 games, you need to fire Mark Kingston. Ray Tanner lost 20 games a lot in Carolina. They still won over 40 every year. Yes, they got to win 40 games. Yes, they got to get to the postseason. Yes, they got to get back to where they belong. But, like, slicing and dicing in the way that we think we should slice and dice some of this is just flat BS. And if you think I'm wrong, I got news for you. I'm not. You are. You know, you can fight all day, but you're wrong. Like, this is the way that it is. It's the way that it's always been. Look around the country. And here the reality of it is right now, this team's sitting 11 and 1. They're top 20 in the country. And they got enough arms to get where they want to go as long as they stay healthy. Okay. I rest my case. Where's Lance and the lattes? Hey, hey uh, Dane Bulger from the Athletic has a mock draft out. They have the Bears trading back twice. Whew. That'd be a heck of a, what? Of a deal. Um, trading with the, the Colts. So the Colts would draft, then draft uh, C.J. Stroud, number one, and then trading back with the Carolina Panthers, who would take Anthony Richardson, number one. What? The Panthers? Are, are, they, are they, like, going for Cam Newton 2.0 here? Or what, what are they I don't know, Peter. I don't know about that, Don. <laughs> so they lost the Derek Carr. Yeah. Hey. Lottery there. (laughs) Let me let me ask you a hypothetical question. This is really hypothetical. All right, it's time for a break. I'm going to hold that question to the other side of the break. How about that? And I do love, by the way, uh, all the the predictions: sixteen and fourteen, fifteen and fifteen, and stuff like that. Man, you're dead on. If you're if you're fifteen and fifteen, sixteen and fourteen, you're you're more than likely knocking on the door of a number one seed. Uh, with that record in the SEC. So that's uh, really good stuff. Uh, we've heard around here it takes 17 wins again in the postseason. It does not. It takes 14, you're in. 
13, you're not going to oh, win all your non Yeah, it's so, not going to be seven. Uh, yeah, it, no. you know, no. Seven, 17, you're probably a top eight national seed. There was only two teams in the league last year that won more than 17. So, yeah, I, I, and, and a lot of those good Tanner teams, too, super regional teams, only won 16 in the league. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a uh, tough it's league. Carolina's got um, 15 games this year against top eight teams. But, JC, I've got a question for – got a question for both of y'all. It's hypothetical, but it has to do with the quarterback class. And so when we get back, if you don't mind, I want to fuss and discuss. And then um, I'd really love you to kind of give us the goods on the NI, the uh, Carolina Rise. NIL stuff. Yeah, we got to get to that. We got to get to that. All right, cool. Well, you know, once again, happy birthday to Wanda Sykes. And uh, we'll be back after these messages. (laughs) Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to The Show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks the show. I'm not sure. That was uh, 
I got caught, I guess, in the music or something. I was actually trying to pull up a list of the uh, quarterback prospects uh, just to refresh my memory here since I knew we were going to dive into that. Everybody's talking about Anthony Richardson. But you know what? We should be talking about John Barber and uh, Express Sunrooms of Columbia because they're going to give you $500 off if you go uh, with a project from them and tell him you heard it here. So let's see. A couple things. What do we want to do? Quarterbacks or NIL? Yeah, I want to ask you all a hypothetical here. So you've got Richardson, Levis. I like Levis as a as a pro prospect. We'll see how it all works out. But you got Richardson, you got Levis, you got um, C.J. Stroud, and you have uh, Bryce Young. Those are widely regarded as the top four prospects currently right now. Uh, right? I'm not missing anybody. Am I? Did I say did I miss anything? Okay, so you've got those four. So what if Spencer Rattler would have come out this year? I mean, do, do y'all like a guy like Richardson as a prospect over a guy like Rattler? You know, as much in as they put, the yeah, that, as much as they put emphasis on, you know, the underwear Olympics oh, I mean, combine in, there. I don't know if Rattler, I think, and when you look at needs, he probably isn't even a day two take. I just, I, I guess, no Rattler, no Rattler. I'm just trying. I, I've <laughs> right now, uh, you know, no. I, but I think, yeah. I mean, no different Spencer than Bryce Young if he if he has a great year. I mean, mm-hmm. like style wise. Well, yeah, I'm just there. trying to figure out like how Anthony Richardson has turned. I mean, maybe he ends up being something unbelievable but i mean i remember before the college season i was on the show with y'all and i think i mentioned this on 107.5 the game one morning that i just couldn't buy the hype until i saw it he had a decent game against utah to open the year um but then as the season went on and i i don't know i i i guess i know nothing about pro quarterbacks at the end of the day and i i'll rightfully admit that but i i just i don't know i don't understand he's got a big it looks arm like and and he's mobile. But Florida fans held their breath every time he threw the ball last year. I mean, what it look like Phil? I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying, I mean, if 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 upside is what you're looking for, right, then Richardson is an excellent pick. Because I mean, if, if, if you feel like you've got somebody quarterbacks. Yeah, that can mold him into something, then he's got the measurables, he's got, you know, the the talent. Uh, I mean, not the, you know, he's got the stuff you can't teach, right? So if you feel like you can teach that into being a, an awesome quarterback, then I think you roll the dice, but I don't know. Well, I mean, see, there's guys that have been drafted that high. Jamarcus Russell was a guy with a howitzer that didn't pan. I mean, even Vince Young, who was a great college player, didn't pan out. Uh, you know, Blake Bortles was a guy they all loved. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, bless his heart. They all fell in love with Mitch Trubisky, and then Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson went after him, and they say, you know, the Bears are drafting a quarterback again. You know, I I, I think many, many times the NFL overthinks that position, like bad. Um, now I'll say this, as a, as a recruiting analyst and somebody, if they were coming out of high school, Spencer Rattler and Anthony Richardson, I think that I would rank Richardson above Rattler because of the upside. But I also think there would be a lot of my colleagues and former colleagues, especially the ones I worked with at ESPN, where 
they're not necessarily their philosophy in ranking recruits. And some people are like, ESPN sucks at ranking recruits. That's because their philosophy is different. That's why I like having them as part of the composite because they're not projecting to the NFL. They're projecting to college. They would definitely have Spencer ahead of Anthony Richardson. Um, and maybe some guys at Rivals that I used to work with that kind of preferred more of a sure thing. I mean, because Spencer, you watch Spencer throw the ball, uh, and you're like, yeah, well, you know, Anthony Richardson has a strong arm, but Rattler makes throws that nobody else can make. You know, and it's not just all strength. It's touch and placement and things like that. So what you hope is Anthony Richardson can get there. I just don't know that the guy's ready. And I, and I think – I think with the Panthers, man, you you went through the Matt Rule thing. You've been having a revolving door of quarterbacks. They're going to want, if you draft a quarterback, you know, the fans of the Panthers, and I know you're all in there. Um, I know I know we have a lot in here. Don't you want, the, if you draft a quarterback, don't you want it on the field sooner rather than later? I would. You know, just because, and it's just because of what the franchise has been through in that position. I mean, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, this, that, and the other. I mean, come on. So, What's the, um, what'd you say just a yeah. minute ago about the Panthers uh, trading? The, the, according to the mock draft, the Bears will trade back twice, once with the Colts, once with the Panthers. Uh, Colts will draft C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Panthers drafting, projected to draft Anthony Richardson. That's from Dane, Dane Bulger of The Athletic, who just released his mock draft. So, when, folks around Chicago, like- they're, they're they do. They do think there's a chance the Bears do trade back twice. McShay's got it's that too. Not a given. Yeah. Yeah. McSh- McShay's I mean, got the Colts taking Young. Yeah, they need help a, a lot of different places. So here's the one that Anthony Richardson. I will say this is a, not a knock on Billy Napier, or as some of you like to call him, Sun Belt Billy. Uh, Richardson he, uh, to the Raiders. Boy, there'd be some Jamarcus uh, Russell. PTSD, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know a Raider fan that would have that. That would be immediately hit with that Jamarcus Russell yeah. PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's from and, uh, I'll say this: uh, they got the pan- he's got what? the Panthers taking McShay's got the Panthers taking Will Levis. By the way, McShay does. Okay. <laughs> I just, I, man, I don't know. There, there's probably going to be a better quarterback class next year. I think. I, I don't. I, I just. There's just none of these guys. Right. Bryce Young blows me away. You know, C.J. Stroud's a system quarterback, right? I think I'm not sold on C.J. either. But Bryce Young's five ten and a half. So you have to say we got the next Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray, or we don't. You know, we don't. You know, we don't take him. Um, it's not as important as it used to be to be tall either as to be an effective pro quarterback. But here, here's my thing about it. What if Dan Mullen had not gotten fired and Richardson was Dan Mullen's quarterback this past year? And it's nothing against Napier, but the track record of Dan Mullen at quarterback is pretty salty. Alex Smith, Tim Tebow, he coached Chris Leak up to win a national championship. Dak Prescott. Nick Fitzgerald, who was basically a wide receiver, <laughs> he was pretty daggum good uh, uh, for Dan Mullen. You know, a lot of these are dual threat guys. Go back to Florida, Kyle Trask. You know, I mean, Felipe Frank's experiment did not work out, but here's Kyle Trask. You know, Richardson could have been that next uh, Mullen guy, and he wasn't. You know, Napier comes in or whatever, but I, I just I, – I, I would – I would like to believe that had Mullen stayed, 
at Florida that Richardson will be much better, much better off. Um, you know, because and it's nothing against Billy Napier as a quarterback's coach or anything like that. It's just that Mullen's such a guru, you know, and he's got such a track record, you know, and you take Richardson's immense potential, you'd have to think. And, and Mullen, quite frankly, runs a much more uh, modern type system and creative type system, and one quarterbacks can thrive in a little bit better uh, than what Napier does. So, you know, we'll you know, see. We'll see what happens. Another little nugget just this is again, this is just from McShay. Um, we got a month to go, right? So a lot can change, but there are five, he's got five corners uh, going in the first round. None of them are named Cam Smith, by the way. He's got Cam uh, Smith. Bulger did not have Smith in the first round either. Yeah. Yeah. So looks like he's fallen since the combine. So he's fallen <laughs> and he can't get up. He I mean, he's going to be, up. he's going to be a really good pro. But, you know, these I, I always find the combine stuff interesting because you you test and and then you always have this immediate reaction and then you have your own pro days. And then after you have pro day, things change again and then the dust settles. And like a lot of those fringe first round guys drop out after one of these events, like whether it's the combine or it's pro day. And then as they get closer and closer, some of these scouts who had their eye on some of these prospects the whole time anyways, uh, you know, they kind of go with their gut and they end up drafting them. And then you get some of these scouts who get caught up in the, the what's happened in the last month test results. And then they, and then they draft a guy who ends up being quote unquote, a bust in the NFL. So it's, it's, it's really, it's really fascinating to watch the final four or five weeks leading into the draft and, and how things can change. But he had big hands. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you mean? He's not and he had big hands and he ran 300 class, class of, a second better than the other guy. <laughs> class of 09, like uh, the recruiting guys at Rivals, I think it was, ranked My, Malachi Goodman, a good player from Florence, went to Clemson, number one in the state over Alshon Jeffrey and Stephon Gilmore. Wait, say that one more time. Because of the size of his hands. Who whose hands? Yeah. Malik, Malachi Goodman. Malachi Goodman. I was like <laughs> I knew that wasn't gonna work. Our guys at ESPN didn't make that mistake either, but uh because I was at ESPN at the time, but uh the size of his hands, man goodness. Uh so, Ryan wants uh, anyway. to take the wonder lick. No way. Sorry. <laughs> I'll take the wonder look. Well. <laughs> I'm worried I'd get exposed. Just like uh, I took, a, what is it, Boylean Logic my last semester. I think Boylean, I think is what you call it. Uh, it's Logic 101 like, or whatever. Like Boylean Springs? Oh, bo- Boolean. Bo- Boolean. Boolean. Like, like Boolean. Boolean. <laughs> Ten cups. Beef Boolean. Logic. <laughs> One whole onion, chopped, two cups yeah. of carrots. Shout out Pepper Belly Pete. I'll kill it with a little oil. That's what qualifies you for average jambalaya. By the way, I have an average jambalaya t-shirt on the way. I made a logo and everything. All right. I'll wear it when it gets here. Don't worry. Average, what I like, I don't like it good, I don't like it bad. It's just like an average, right? Coward, yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, logic. I was like, I thought I was like, I was like sitting there like wearing like I didn't even wear glasses at the time, wearing glasses to class and, and stuff because I and a pocket protector because I was like, I'm a genius. I got I got three weeks into that course, and all of a sudden, like week four, the calendar flips, and it blew my mind. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And I think that would be how the wonder look uh, would be uh, that way. By the way, we have uh, an email in the iHealth Consulting mailbag that I've been trying to get to. Oh, so let's get to it. Uh, Tim from Down Under. That's why I wanted oh, to yeah. uh, mention it. He's our uh, he's our guy. He he lives in um. In Australia and listen to our podcast. So he's like, Good day, clowns. I'm behind on the podcast episodes. And I only just heard the talk about Russell Crowe from last week. As a resident Aussie, I thought I'd reach out to provide some clarification. While Russell was born in New Zealand, Australia claims him as his own. It's a bit of a thing we do in New Zealand. We tend to claim all the good things. Russell Crowe also owns a professional rugby team in Australia, the South Sydney Rabbitohs one of the eldest, most successful sports teams in the entire country. Up the mighty cocks. Cheers, Tim. Remember, I don't All know right. what we were talking about with Russell Crowe the other day. I just I wanted didn't. to read Up the Mighty Cocks, because that's what they say in Australia. Up the cocks. Up the cocks. I just they also a- use the word, one of the C words that we don't say yes. over here. Like, it's like nothing. Nothing, yeah. Like, like it's the word fool. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, C-word. C-words. Nah. That's cool. Not here. Can't do that. Here. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's feminine energy coming out, man. <laughs> I just I was just, drinking but, uh, beer feminine energy. I missed that. I it just is. It's in a book. I read a book called The Way of the Superior Man by David Dio. And he breaks down all this masculine feminine. It makes sense if you really, if you follow the fundamentals. I have a friend of mine that's really struggling. He got a divorce recently, and he just is full of feminine energy. And he's, he's a disaster with the dating sites and all this. He's responding to me back, not respecting my time. I'm like, dude, you talk to them for 15 minutes. That's long on a dating site you probably need to chill and don't don't send them five messages thinking they don't like you this is kind of three-year-old behavior a lot of guys act that way i mean i, I looked at there used to be this website called psychotic letters from men like dude like old girl's ex-boyfriend from like 15 years ago writes a manifesto and mails it to her you know look people get off track. And so uh, I think uh, Craig mentions Jim Jeffries. That's exactly where I got that from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so I read, so, so, I mean, I, w- I was never that way, but I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong and why I was feeling bad about it. Like myself, that was what was more important. I was feeling bad about myself. And then I read that book and a couple other ones. I was like, well, no wonder you feel bad about yourself because you're doing everything wrong. And it's not just relationships. It's like aligned with your purpose, all positive things that uh, I'm going to try to get Sawyer Nix to talk about from here on out. So um, anyway, that that's the deal there. But yeah, I, I, I gave my friend that book. I mailed it to him. Got it from off Amazon. I don't read. <laughs> Jesus. So you he's he's he's, he's, he's he got on Bumble because <laughs> I was like, well, Bumble will be nice for him because the girl, pretty good looking dude, you know. 
got on Bumble and I was like, well, Bumble will be good because the girls kind of scroll through you or whatever. Uh, that was a disaster because he, he didn't understand why they why they like my page and not talk me. So, you know, and I'm trying to get him to realize, you know, it's more for me. Anyway, I didn't mean to get sidetracked like that. But uh, no, that was okay. my uh, fault. I asked the question. <laughs> I was just trying to wrap my head around the mental. I'm a, I'm a beer drinking beer is feminine energy for some reason. And, and that, that's one of those things we confuse. Um, and, and it's probably because beer, if you drink too much of it, uh, sort of like gets us off track and women and that, that polarizes women because women want us to be like these sturdy rock battleship types. And so when we're hammered, that's, that's, you know, and some woman out there is going to be like, so, so you're saying when you're weak, that's the feminine energy. Oh my gosh. You know, no, that's not what I mean. I'm saying the expectation, the, 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 the energy is like that. Feminine energy is beautiful. Drinking beer is beautiful. Damn right. You know, it's beautiful. But <laughs> that, I, I didn't write the book. I'm not a psychologist, although I think I could play one on TV. Uh, so anyway, uh, Dylan says, JC's impersonations make driving in downtown Atlanta go by without flipping birds left and right. Uh, you're oh. a better man than me. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Because <laughs> when I'm driving through downtown Atlanta, I'm doing impersonations and flipping birds. I'm, hey, hey, what do you do? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe he kept me off. Or I'm like, oh, it's Scottish. I'm like, You're an idiot. I went yeah, to Patrick Davis's wedding in '75. I was like, this, no. this can't be real. This whole thing can't be real. But it was '75, '85 merge is like the worst place on earth. It's awful. Hollis says he has a psychotic letter out there. Hope it isn't on the site. Check Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on the internet it exists on love Reddit. hollis in the end it's like love always hollis hb our relationship just wasn't I mean, this is like 15 years later our relationship just wasn't meant to be i think fondly of you in our time together i mean they dated like three months and it's just like oh <laughs> so anyway brian delivers bread <sighs> Delivering bread is a pain sometimes. People just stare at the shelf for minutes and then stare at a loaf of bread for several minutes. By the way, I just took a uh, quick Wonderlick wonder practice test live on the air here. Aced and I it. got 22 of 25. See? That's right. If y'all want to look quiet, I, would, I could play in the NFL. I mean, they, yeah, that's good. What's, what's Billy Bob say? They scanned my cat. They said I could play. <laughs> Scan my cat, said I could play. <laughs> they sent a cat through a scanner with TSA the other day and oh, went viral. It's crazy. They um, my cat. All right, Matt, Matt makes a good point getting back to the draft. You don't draft a quarterback in the first round that doesn't know sure, how to make the tough work. passes. Just like you don't draft a wide receiver in the first round that can't catch. Agreed. That's why I said they overthink it. And yeah. then Evan says uh, – how do y'all feel about multi-sports athletes? I played football, basketball, baseball in high school. Pretty good at all three, but never focused on one. Love Unfortunately, that. I had to hang up the cleats in baseball after my multiple home run year oh, yeah. with the West Side Dodgers in the sixth grade. Yeah. But I played the top. other two. The other two sort of worked against each other in some ways um, because I needed to get a whole lot bigger and stronger for football because I was very skinny. I was all head. <laughs> All Canadian. Uh, 
and, and so that that kept me from lifting weights over the over the over the winter and, and all that. Now I probably I was probably too slow and unathletic to go anywhere anyway. But uh, you know, I, I like kids that play multiple sports and don't specialize uh, because when you specialize, you you get overexposed to the sport. Like in football, you're doing seven on seven all year long. Never seen a kid disappointed about losing a seven on seven, right? In basketball, you're playing AAU. Some of these future NBA lottery guys that that get on college teams and they don't win, they don't, and they play like winners, nor do they act like winners. Go watch an AAU basketball tournament, and just both loaded teams are playing, and then they lose. And they're just like, "Hey, man, just shake hands, whatever. It doesn't matter." Uh, baseball. Summer league AAU is kind of roughly the same way. Now, what you do get when you have a guy that plays like two different ones or three different ones, you get the guy that's your quarterback that's been in the state championship series in the bottom of the ninth with two outs It comes in as a relief pitcher and strikes out the side. Or you get the guy that's going to the foul line uh, to tie at a do-or-die situation to tie the game in the state basketball tournament, conference basketball tournament, whatever. And so there's a competitive edge uh, I, I think w- with the different sports and just learning how to compete that I like. Now, you know, you can ask most coaches too in college. They love multi-sport athletes. Everybody from Will Muschamp to Steve Spurrier to Shane Beamer. I, I tell you one thing the Spurrier staff did, and that, that's why they had a lot of guys that were like three-star guys that worked out really well. They would they put an emphasis on guys that played for winning teams and winning programs. You know, the, these guys are used to winning. So, um you know, I think that's uh, that that's something to say. But that, that's a good point, Evan. And I'm glad you played all those sports, man. You're probably a better person because of it. It's time for our final time out of the afternoon. More of uh, JC's uh, comedy show and foreign impersonations when we return on Inside the Game, guys. I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, In fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Aventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more. They sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the state. Your bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can run longer exercise. 
Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikecharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey, Mo Cobble here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Final segment of today's show. Let's uh, let's talk about some NIL and Carolina runs, JC. Okay, yeah. Um, all right. So oh, here, no, wait, wait. Today. You have to do this whole thing in a British accent. Okay. Well, since you requested, well, JC, if, if you wouldn't mind filling us in on the NIL situation. <laughs> My Bill asked if you're going to Joey's Pancake House this week. Uh, oh yeah, JB, I'll be there uh, ASAP Thursday morning. That is Maggie that Valley, is man. I, go go the, I always freaked out. Last time I was there, we were coming back from watch show, Harris Cherokee Casino. Me and my ex girlfriend changed her name and was the radio person. You can hear her voice on the show, by the way. We're still friends. Best breakup I've ever had. Um, anyway. So we're uh-huh. driving back. We saw Ron White, and so we stopped through Maggie Valley, and that it was a cloudy day, but the clouds were overhanging. And you go to the ghost town in the sky, and you see the abandoned chairlift going up into the clouds. It's very, very spooky. It's a very spooky time. Oh, it's closed. Oh, Maggie Valley. I love Maggie Valley. I love this. I'm very jealous. I'm super jelly. We spend a lot <laughs> of time. The kids say, "I'm jelly. I'm jelly." Jelly. Um. So anyway, uh. So the Carolina Rise update. Uh, so th- there's been a lot in the news. Uh, of course, you guys probably know Garnet Trust has kind of transitioned into something else with different people involved and all that. Uh, I'm not sure if they're. I don't want to say something wrong because because I don't know the exact uh, situation they're in a, as far as being affiliated with Gamecock Central or not. But they've got some more people involved. Everybody was always talking about, you know, all you folks that talked about big money boosters coming in and helping NIL. That's exactly what happened with Garnet trust. And so there are infinitely more resources and there's a long way to go. But there's infinitely more resources that they have now. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm happy for them. Uh, I, uh, Jeremy uh, Smith, who runs it is a, is a good person. Uh, he's a big guy. He knows his stuff. He's done a fantastic job leading that um, and, and really gets after it. And uh, as a kind of full-time guy that does it, uh, I think the Gamecocks are in great hands with that part of it. But it is multifaceted. Um, the second part of it, obviously, is Park Avenue. You all read about the park. We had uh, Chance and Hillary on the show talking about Park Avenue. And what Park Avenue – the problem with Park Avenue was it ended up being uh, – a, a extra benefit for athletes, uh, which was asinine. The NCAA is asinine. We all know that. And, and that's beside the point. They can still pop you for it. So the game cost got out of it. And um, it, uh, it, but it didn't go away. It is now a separate entity in partnership with Garnet Trust, the collective. So you have that facet of it. It's also they're going to be able to go out and for your Spencer Rattlers and Gigi Jacksons and Juice Wells and you know your tennis player that's going to go pro or your golfer that's going to go pro or your you know your soccer player Nick Harbor or somebody like that. They're going to be able to go get serious deals for these guys. So it's going to work the exact same way it was intended to. Probably a little better since it's now outside of the university. 
um, in terms of going and, you know, maximizing the NIL experience for uh, student athletes at Carolina, which I also think is positive. So uh, Carolina Rise obviously is a smaller group. We're hoping to make it bigger, but, you know, we, we, we bring in on memberships alone uh, about 20000 a month. Um, I think I sold $1,500 worth of gear today, too. By the way, we're having a sale. So, because uh, I'm getting some new stuff in and I got to make room in my apartment or my, sorry, the upstairs of my house looks like Amazon with the boxes and stuff. Nat told me she, that she's going to break up with me if I don't fix it. Uh, but anyway, uh, and, and we need everybody to continue to, 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 to support it because what we're, we're doing is, you know, whereas, you know, you have 85 football players on a roster on scholarship. They all have different financial needs every now and then and all that. Um, what we're doing is like in, initial deals for guys that come in, you know, recruits that come right in, you, you hook them up with a deal. They got money in their pocket. They're happy while they kind of get on the every month plan with Garnet Trust or whatever, and then ultimately, hopefully work their way up to where they can go legitimately get a deal with Park Avenue or whatever. So it's sort of like uh, level one, level two, level three. And uh, that's in football. And 80% of our money goes to football still. Uh, you know, we help up with a variety of things, a lot of one-off deals where, you know, a guy is qualified to do NIL. It could really help uh, our partners and things like that. But, you know, maybe maybe their parents' rent due or something like that. So, that, so whereas instead of waiting for that next check, we're able to come in and um, and help. Which is which is the whole point of NIL is in addition to you know giving benefit to businesses and stuff like that uh, is you got to take care of your players uh, and so many times in the past South Carolina compared to other schools did not take care of its players um, and that that's been a complaint for players you know when they talk to their buddies when they get to the NFL or whatever at other schools now South Carolina is taking care of its players. And uh, and so that's part of what it does in football. Now, in, in basketball, obviously, we were part of the G.G. Jackson thing. And then in, in baseball, that's different because those kids aren't on full scholarship. They're 11.7. Some of them are walk-ons. They don't get a penny. You know, you think that because it's such a popular sport, but 11.7, that's what the NCAA limits you to. And so they're looking for, like, books or, or housing or, or something like that. that, that money directly does is part of their scholarship because so, some people don't want to give the NIL because, well, they're on full scholarship, not baseball guys, very few of them. Um, and we have a ton, Noah Hall, Braylon Wimmer, Carson Horner, Cole Messina, uh, Matthew Becker, Kate Austin, Evan Stone, uh, two guys that are hurt, Roman Kimball and Ricky Williams are our clients. Um, and, and that's not, that that cost does not, eat into what we're doing with baseball or I mean, with, with football. It, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it, uh, it, you know, it, we're able to do it. Sorry. Somebody was running the microwave and it makes my screen go blank. Uh, and, uh, we're almost <laughs> off, go. man. Um, like cousin so, Eddie. Uh, yeah, right. That, that's, that's where we're at. And, you know, and, and, some people like that. and Ryan says in order to get any money, do they have to do a piece of content? A content piece of content for you, JC. We now what we do, we don't, we don't, we don't do content with it. Like we don't big spur, 
And then like the show in terms of interviews and stuff, we don't, we don't, we, we keep it simple for like with promotional deals, like some of the commercials you see here, because it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where I don't want to use up a lot of their time. Right. Uh, and so we don't, we really have a, a nice wall between our media business and our collective business. There are some synergies you know, that like, like the commercials and stuff like that. And a lot of times we farm those guys out to business partners and things of that nature. You saw progressive screens uh, at the beginning of the show on the scroll. Well, uh, you know, they, they're Carolina rise partners. So, you know, we throw them, you know, same with Richard K automotive. We, we throw them some, some player promotions and stuff like that. And th- it does cross over, but they're two distinct businesses uh, and that kind of thing. So I hope I explained that correctly. Uh, here at the end, go to carolinarise.com. We are having a gear sale. T-shirts for eleven ninety nine. It's not bad, right? Uh, and uh, and support it because it's uh, uh, it is still needed. And 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 I think this way, uh, we're having a university has a structure now. We're going to be able to make even more of a targeted impact on various sports and most importantly, on the lives of young people. And All right, I've said it. Good good news yeah, is. JC got through all of that without forgetting his name and pissing his pants. Like Cousin Eddie. <laughs> I was like. That's not my computer. I mean, I'm looking at that squirts, at, at swirly blank screens and stuff. Oh, with you guys. man. That's so pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> so, I know I looked really goofy doing that. <laughs> but if you have not read it, the full update is available on the bigspur.com. Uh, Bill, I've had butts. We've had everything in Maggie. We're up there all the time. My favorite barbecue is Haywood Smokehouse in uh, in Wayne yeah. up there. That is that's that's where I go uh, to get my barbecue. But Pops is Pops is pretty good, no doubt about it. So um I think that's it. I, there are a bunch of championship games to be played today, guys, and one that I will just casually point out here at seven o'clock tonight on ESPN, Cleveland State and the Horizon League will take on none other than Darren Horns Northern Kentucky Norse. With a berth on the line, uh, of course. Come on, College- Pee Herman. Of course, the College of Charleston will take on <laughs> UNC Wilmington tonight as well. There, my prediction: there will be two Palmetto State teams in the postseason, named Furman and the College of Charleston. The Orange Fog will not make it. No. How about that? Y'all have a wonderful rest of your week, and JC and Phil will carry you through friday i'll be back next monday and we'll see you then on inside the gamecocks the show from the sinorama studios you're gonna miss him